Disclaimer, we do not own or claim ownership of the Pokemon franchise and any Pokemon established in official canon. That's all owned by Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. This is just a podcast made by four friends who love Pokemon. It's our love letter to a franchise most of us grew up with, so please go support the official release. Previously, on PKMN Legacy, you're able to get to one of the Pokeballs before he grabs the rest. Which one do you grab? Oh, red. Maddie LeClaire, meet Pyrimp. Oh, he's so cute! We've got ourselves a good old triple battle. Ginger, bite attack right now, as hard as you can. She looks up at Aerodactyl. We gotta take care of this big flying guy, or else this whole battle's just gonna go downhill. The Aerodactyl has grabbed the Shady Guy and is lifting him slowly up into the air. He has both the Poke Kitty and the Undertow oh. as he begins to make his escape. Old Jaden here's got plans to keep. Later, losers! Would it be possible for Chris to use Ginger to set stuff on fire to scare the guy into dropping the Pokemon? Poke Kitty freaks out and in a panic claws at the shady guy a bit. He loses his grip on one of the Pokemon. Which one is it? Undertow. The Undertow growls at you. You notice the trickles of blood from that bite that you remember ordering Ginger to do as hard as she can. It is not looking to be your friend. That's fair. If the uh, Pyrimp is already imprinted onto you, well, I I guess you're her trainer now. Can you tell with me for a bit just you're my friends, and then I won't be deported. We open up on the Trainer Bureau, the gatehouse between Port Gala and the rest of the region. It is almost evening, approaching closing hours. Now, this particular gatehouse is pretty much dead at this hour. All the normal folks have passed through a good while ago. Right now, it's just this lone employee. Nondescript-looking guy, a suit and tie, wanting nothing more than to finish cleaning up the rest of his station and head home for the evening. She kicks down the door. Ah. I got some friends! Hello, how can I assist you today? I'd like to register my party with my two new friends. I'll need to see your passport then. She pulls it out of her pocket and whops it onto the counter. And slowly, in a kind of smirmy smile, she slides it over to the guy. Thank you. I'll be needing your passport as well. Oh. Maddie, like, digs through her bag frantically because she's really disorganized sometimes. And everything kind of starts flying out because she threw a lot of stuff in after the whole, like, chase. And finally, after all of her stuff is on the floor, she hands it with, like, a really, really determined and excited look in her eye, like, Here you go! (sighs) Okay. Uh, Sir? Chris is reaching in his back pocket, and he just pulls out his wallet that just conveniently has all of his stuff in there. uh, And also a bunch of unnecessary photos of his daughter. He's not embarrassed by it at all. He gives it to the man up front. He's like, oh, here you go. Thank you. And just to make sure, the three of you are knowing and consenting to the formation of this team, yes? Uh, We're all okay with this. Right? She gives like a very, very toothy smile, and she has that pupil shrinking thing happen with her. Oh, uh, y- y- yes? We, <laughs> you three? Uh-huh. Hey, quick question. What are their names? 
These are my new friends, uh, what is it? Chris and Maddie. And she points to the wrong people <laughs> as she gives the names. Uh. <laughs> well, according to my pay grade, sounds legit to me. And he stamps the group permit. Welcome to Appalachia. Thank you so much. Hold on for a moment. There's still a few procedures to go through here. Uh, team name. Ooh. Team, team name. name. Well, you are all on the same team. You travel as a team. Take on the Pokemon League as a team, so you need a team name. Hmm. Could you give me just one moment, please? <sighs> yep. <laughs> she kind of takes both their shoulders, makes a huddle with them, tiptoeing them away from the counter. What the heck do we call ourselves? I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't expect to get this far, so you've got me. Uh, What about her? She must have a... Name idea, right? Who, me? Y yeah, you look like you're good with uh, uh cr creative stuff. Okay, so um, I think that we should do uh, I I love bread. So um, team do pen. You want to name us team bread? I love bread. Well, I've got nothing better. <laughs> It's been a long day. Sure, fine. Team Bread. Team Bread. So not to rush you or anything, but have we come up with a name? Team Dupin! Okay, uh, how do you spell that? Uh, Team... Mm -hmm. T-E-A-M... Space... Uh, okay, I was talking <laughs> about the other ones, but okay, fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> D-U... Espace... Okay. P-A-I-N. Wait, so like, Team Do Pain? No! That's kind of edgy. Oh, that's a good point. I like that. We are soft! All right. Team Do Pain. No! Right, so the last thing. Need your sea gear so I can upload the regional maps and update your Pokedex data. Po po Pokedex? Yeah, so if you could just hand me your sea gear, all right? Uh... No problem. Bella just kind of reaches into her backpack and pulls it out and hands it over to the guy. And Maddie pulls hers out. It was the one that she got from her professor and she hands it out excitedly. Uh, Chris hands his out, but question to you, uh, Kay. Does he have an old version of the, of the Pokedex for the Hoenn region or does he have a new one? Okay, that depends. Did Chris ever go out as an assistant to a professor and collect data on Pokemon? Uh, he, he did, but that was more or less with his wife. He had a Pokedex, but it was more or less like a really, really old and worn out version. Right, so let's world build. Uh, usually a professor gives a Pokedex to a trainer so they can go gather data for them while they're on their journey. But I figure it's a never shrinking world and with technology and just time going by, you can only do that so many times before they run out of Pokemon to discover. Nowadays, I imagine there are are Pokedex apps available to the public on Seagears. Oh, okay. Where each individual person could fill it out and quote-unquote discover new Pokemon on their own. Okay. Chris reaches in the inside of his jacket where there's like an extra secret compartment and pulls out his Seagear and hands it to the man up front. All right, thank you. Uh, Don't judge me. I've been at this post all day. Of course. <laughs> Anyways, uh, here you go. Make sure it works. Test it out. 
Velma takes hers out and tests it out on her dust ox. You hear it whirring to life? Dust Tox, the poison moth Pokemon, and the evolved form of Cascoon. This Pokemon is drawn to bright lights and is considered a pest in populated areas for devouring plant life. It scatters a fine toxic dust when it flutters its wings. Prolonged exposure to this dust may cause nausea and illness. Ooh! I want to try! And then Maddie just like takes her Pokeball out for Pyrimp and throws it out because she's never seen that Pokemon before and Pyrimp comes out. Uh, your Pokedex scans it and registers it for a moment. Pyrimp, the fiendish Pokemon. It makes up for its small stature by lighting its fur on fire to scare away predators. In some cultures, they are seen as evil spirits and are hunted down, despite their docile nature. Evil spirits? But you're so cute! <laughs> Did it say it sets its fur on fire? Yeah. That seems... T- dang, please please be careful with that one. It's okay, I'm good. Buddy, I travel with a dust tox. She's gonna be fine. Chris takes out Ginger to sit and scans her just to see what registers in the system. Houndoom, the dark Pokemon, and the evolved form of Houndour. The pack leader is chosen through combat and can be marked by their sharply raked horns. When enraged, the flames it breathes become laced with a sulfuric toxin. The pain from burns caused by these flames never fades. Huh. Okay, now that's really edgy. Does that sound even worse than Pyram? I wonder what else that fiery breath can do. She she is a sweet girl. She is just Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna gonna go take a seat somewhere. Actually, please don't sit. I really need to close up for the night. Uh, uh, thank you. Th- th- thank thank you. See it, dude. The moment you walk away from the counter and turn your back, you hear him close the shutters behind you and click lock up the whole area. You hear the sound of footsteps on tile as he scurries home to get some goddamn dinner. Uh, it's about just approaching evening now. It's around five o'clock. Are you planning on staying in town till morning or are you just going out to the mainland? Maybe just camp out there. Mainland, 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 mainland. Uh, I want to travel. Hmm. Well, I think we should. My stomach just growl real loudly and she just kind of goes stone face and kind of just turns away. <gasps> Do you need food? When was the last time you ate? That doesn't matter. But let's just get some dinner or something. Team Bread needs food always. I can't believe we're Team Bread. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I know a good place we could go to to get something nice. May not be a, a fancy restaurant, but it's it's good food. Do tell. Oh, uh, well, I can cook it. <gasps> what? Yeah! Now, do keep in mind, uh, I'm kind of prone to, uh... <clears throat> burn certain things, so don't ask me to cook specifics. I only know simple things, like, uh... What's your favorite? Uh, well, uh, well, I technically don't have a favorite, but my little Emily did love soup. Ooh, I could make some kind of noodles. Maybe something involving some seasonings. Maybe some... I could help. I used to cook at home all the time. Whatever it is, can we eat it soon? Uh, Please? Right, uh, I just need a place to actually cook it. We can stay in my dorm! You have a 
storm? Storm? Oui. Uh, yeah, no, you don't. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not spending a fate point for that, so I'm going to the Elsa. <laughs> nah. They, they pretty make... much... But where am I supposed to stay? You're pretty much meant to get out of your comfort zone and literally travel around like a normal Pokemon trainer. And be homeless. Trainers do not have dorms. Where do I sleep at night? <laughs> Bed in the bush with stars to see. Red, you dip in the river. <laughs> okay, let's back this up a little bit. Maddie pulls out a map that she has of the region, and she sees, like, uh... So you look at your map, which is on your sea gear. For all of you, you are at the most southeast corner, right here at Port Gala. Port Gala, right. Okay. The only route to the mainland seems to be on this bridge marked right here. After that is Route 1 through what seems to be a foresty area, over to Brayburg Town. If you get to the mainland, you could probably cook something there. Or you could see if maybe the Pokemon Center has a facility that they can let you recoup. Is there going to be a Pokemon Center in Brayburg Town? There is a Pokemon Center everywhere. Cool. I feel like we should go to Brayburg Town then, because there's going to be a Pokemon Center there anyway. Hmm. I agree. Well, how long will it take us to get there? A total of four miles, Ooh. by looks of but it. But Velma needs food! Do I... Question... Answer. Do I have, um, like, those cheap airline snacks that they give you on the plane with me? You have nuts. Can I give those to Velma? <laughs> I'm going to need to have you rolled for nuts. Uh, and, let's, and, yeah, just give her the nuts. <laughs> but but here's, here's the reason. No, here's the reason why Maddie has to roll for nuts. Because literally, oh it's because she can't decide whether or not she wants to eat them herself or give them away. Okay, then in that case, I'm going to need you to make a uh, a heart check. Okay. Let's see how heartless you may be or may not be. Oh my god, I thought heart was like her her best one or like her second best one. Well, let's see. Heart's her second, so she, it's her fair. It's amazing that we're not even out of the starting town <laughs> and you already have to resort to dice to make your character choices. Give her the nuts. <laughs> oh, Good night, everybody. <laughs> it just fades out on me chanting, give her the nuts, give her the nuts. It's me, Kay, at the pause menu again. Hope you like these nut jokes because they make up about one third of this episode. What is my life right now? Uh, first off, our Patreon. It went up about two weeks ago, and a few of you have already jumped on this fun little bandwagon here. So thank you so much for your support so far. Now, if you're interested in starting with the basic baller tier, $2 and up, we'll display your names at the end of the YouTube video for this episode, as well as all future episodes, as long as you're a patron. If you're joining the great baller tier at $5 or more, you get access to our bonus tidbits. Last week, I let you guys in on some stuff about the playtester campaign and an alternate cut from episode two. And if you join the ultra baller tier at $10 and up, then we shall speak your name in the pause menu here, immortalizing you among the ranks of such esteemed folk like... Donkey Oto. I know who you are, and I hate that I still laugh at that joke. God dang it. Anyway, if you'd like to support the show, the link to the Patreon page should be in the description of wherever you find this podcast. But for now, time for some plugs. I think Dry has something for you about D6 Dawnright. Hey there, everyone. Terrence Dry here to promote the Dungeons & Dragons campaign I'm currently playing in, with the Dungeon Master being none other than the voice actor and abridger, Yaro Sheehan. 
Each session is live streamed every week on Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash I play the character Franz, the human druid, and if you would like to hear more of my wacky tales as this character, then please come by and see us this Sunday. See you then! Next episode is set for March 19th, so as usual, see it in two weeks. But for now, back to the... back to the nuts. Unpause. Oh my god. Okay, so I have to roll. I have to roll for nuts. Click on your token, hit the hearts, roll them nuts. Yeah. I mean, you could give them to her, but then again, those nuts look pretty tasty. God, I hate to have to say that. <laughs> but wait, but wait, it's my fair. It's my fair approach, so don't I get plus two on it? That It already applies to plus two. No! Actually, hold on. It looks like it's applying plus one. Let me take a look. Let's see, heart is under... There, it's clever that's your plus two on. And my clever is, is my plus three. I'm sorry, I have careful as three. I missed, oh, I oh, made it's all this good. sheet terribly. I have to correct this now. Hold on. All right, so there's no... <laughs> I just okay. want to give Velma the nuts. You've heard of bowling for soup? Now we're rolling for nuts. <laughs> I try to be a good person and give people soup, but no, they want nuts. Great. Jeez, this generation... Okay, all right. I went inside, fixed you up. Let's reroll for nuts. Okay, 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 God okay. Damn. Ready? Yes! Okay. You are kind hearted enough to be willing to give her your nuts. <laughs> so Maddie pulls them out of her bag as she realizes that she still has some of her cheap old airplane food. And she says, Uh, Velma. I have this thing from the airport that I can give you if that's okay until we get to Breiburg Town. Velma kind of looks, stares up at Maddie and then looks down at her hand that's offering the nuts. And she just kind of reaches out for them very weakly, turns away and says, Thank, thank, thank you. I, uh, I, I appreciate it. What a wonderful use of five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it and you know it I know, it's going to get all the views Your nuts are going to bring all the boys to the yard <laughs> Alright, to Brayburg Town everyone Let's go ahead and make our way there <laughs> Outside of Port Gala Past the gatehouse is the Grand Water Bridge. It's a two-mile-long stretch leading to the mainland, suspended high above the ocean by wood and steel cables. You can feel and smell the salt wind as it gently brushes against your skin. It smells so good! I have not been this close to the ocean in a long time. Ugh, it's cold. Velma then zips up her jacket because the wind's blowing pretty hard. This is a... Pretty high up here. Okay, so uh, just we gotta just cross this bad boy, and uh, we'll be on our merry way. Are you okay? Me? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I just uh, boy, I I sure do love the the sea air. Yeah, and look at that view from the bridge. You could fall all the way down. <laughs> look, the chances of falling off this thing are pretty darn low. So 
They're gonna be okay. Let's just get moving. She just skips ahead, just like kind of be precariously going towards the edge, but not quite getting there. <laughs> be careful. As you get to the midpoint of the bridge, you come across this coin operated binocular viewer <gasps> pointed at something sticking out in the middle of the sea. Does anyone have any pokey? Uh, <laughs> it costs one point to operate. Yeah, I still have one more point. Right, probably should explain for the audience. Uh, points are our way of tracking currency. It's an effort to streamline it so it's not bogged down by all these, this number crunching bookkeeping type stuff. Off screen, they bought some supplies in the shops at Port Gala between sessions. Basic stuff like pokeballs, berries, stuff like that. And like you said, Chris, you have one point left. Please? He's just... Your last point. Maybe that will stop her from going across this dangerously. Yeah, sure, here you go. Enjoy it. Look at it all you want. <laughs> Thank you. And now you have nothing but moths in your wallet. <laughs> Are we going to be well, metamoths? No, and then suddenly Minion pops out of your wallet. <laughs> hey, what were you doing in there? Maddie takes the point and she puts it in the viewfinder. I like. She's like, <laughs> she's so excited. What's that? Hmm? What's what? Look, that tower! Uh, Take a look! And she moves aside from the binoculars and she kind of like shoves Chris into them. Ah! Uh, well, okay. Oh. That's... interesting. I don't think I've seen anything like that before. He looks towards Velma. Well, since we're all looking, would you like to have a turn? Sir, why not? Velma just nonchalantly kind of goes over and looks into the binoculars at the tower. Without the binoculars, you could still tell it was pretty big. In the distance, if you compared it to where you are now, it looked as tall as you are. But now you start to realize just how colossal this is. You see this monolithic skyscraper of a tower, completely hewn in stone, standing on its own little island in the middle of the sea, just off the coast. Uh, with a ballpark estimate, you'd say maybe it's about a thousand feet tall at the very least. Enough to break the clouds apart. In fact, you see a, a few storm clouds seem to be swirling in orbit around this tower. Hmm. I guess it is a pretty big thing. Meanwhile, Maddie pulls out her map and is, like, checking it to see what they're looking at. And the direction you're looking at, it seems the only thing it could really be is this area marked King's Tower. How can we get more info on it? That's all your map really says. King's Tower. Well, we can either go to the town to figure out more. A question. Do we have access to smartphones in this universe? Oh, good question. Oh, you know I can't let you have that. <laughs> that much power. <laughs> I cannot put the power of Arceus in your hands. <laughs> that is fair. Do our Pokedexes give us any info? I'm going to say Pokegoogle does exist. Hmm. But the surface in the Appalachian region is terrible. Oh, well, that makes sense. Ah! Uh. At least the Wi-Fi. It's crap. Don't try it. And the cellular data, don't even. You can call people and use the Pokedex. That's about it. That is understandable. So what do you guys think? Do you want to, like, move on to the town and see if we can get more info later? Or, like, should we try and see if we can go towards the tower at all? Or, like, figure out how to get there? Uh, let's head to the town. All right. Chris is still sort of staring in the direction of this this stone-like thing, and it's like it's it's captured him. He's not sure why. He's just been staring at it. 
Uh, question, can my sea gear take photos of things? Yes, it can. Well, Chris is gonna pull out his sea gear and he takes a hopefully clear photo of it just for later. So you make your way across the rest of the bridge and the sound of the ocean starts to fade away from view. At last, you finally reach the end of the bridge and take your first steps onto the soft, grassy mainland. Oh, it's so pretty here. Oh, sweet land. Oh, I've missed you so much. I'll never take you for granted. And Maddie's just kind of watching him like, okay. Sorry. Velma from out of her pocket takes out a little test tube and gives a little sample of the soil. What's that for? Oh, it's just a little thing I collect. You never know what you learn from the properties around you, so it always helps to take a little sample everywhere you go. You now have a vial of dirt in your inventory. <laughs> Hell yeah. You also notice a small wooden sign pointing down a forest trail heading west. It reads, Route 1, Newberry Way. I think we should go that way. Well, it is a sign, and normally we are supposed to listen to them. Makes sense to me. Neat. You crossed a bridge. And it only took you a whole episode to do it. 